Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the show for the fastest game on two feet. Brought to you by Vieira Lacrosse and Sport, Central Florida's premier center for the finest lacrosse equipment, apparel, and training. Now, here are your hosts, Roger Welton and Steve Jordan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the place for the fastest game on two feet. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. Happy New Year to you, Steve. How are you? Steve, you with me, buddy? All right. We're, we don't have Steve at the moment. Let's see what's going on here. My apologies, everyone. We don't have Steve at the moment. Well, anyway, we're, let me let me continue for the moment. We're having a little bit of a technical difficulty getting Steve patched in from California, but uh, we will work through that shortly, hopefully. I um, want to continue here for a moment because I want to elaborate a little bit on the show topic tonight. We're talking about if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And hopefully we get Steve patched in here shortly because he is a really integral component to this uh, topic because of the nature of what he does. He is a personal trainer for celebrities and also professional athletes out in California and really spends his career working with and developing athletes and professional talent and uh, some of the some of the great physiques that you see um, out there in, in Hollywood. He's responsible for some of the uh, best athletes you see out there performing at a high level. Steve is, uh, you know, working with these athletes and developing them. Barry Lido, a lot of people have heard of Barry Lido, one of his um, better known uh, uh, clients that is a Cy Young Award winning pitcher. So hopefully we get through our technical difficulty here and find out why we can't uh, hear Steve. But what we want to get started with, and um, again, hopefully Steve joins us shortly here. Roger, you there? Yeah, I'm here, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. You know what? I've been I've been dialed in here, plugged in, and uh, I haven't been able to get through. I heard every word you said. I was there okay. with you the whole time, but I okay. just did a simple unplug and replug back in, and I was trying to go to system preferences and change all these different settings to help get uh, connected, <laughs> but it was as easy as uh, pulling the plug and putting it back in. So here okay, I am, cool. everybody. I'm sorry uh, for the delay. Well, well, lesson learned for next time. Appreciate that. Technical difficulties happen. That's what happens with a live show. I'm so glad you're patched in uh, because you're so important to this topic. And again, going on about what you do for a living, you know, your feedback on this is going to be really important. So welcome from California. Happy New Year. And how are you doing? I'm awesome. And Happy New Year to you and everybody listening. You know, you, uh, this is my wheelhouse, you know, and I'm I'm super excited. I've been I've been uh, thinking about this, you know, what we could launch our podcast for the new year off with. And 
this particular topic is everything I'm all about, what I've been about my whole life and what my career has been based on. And it's, you know, whether it's an athlete or uh, somebody trying to get fit or, you know, just feeling good, um, it, it really comes down to what we're going to talk about tonight. All right, so let's jump right into it. Oh, by the way, everyone, I want to let you know uh, we are a live call-in show. So if you want to call in, as our, our good buddy and store manager Tommy Jones did a couple of weeks ago, our call-in number is 646-668-2292, 646-668-2292. If you're listening from our show page, the number is right there as well. So feel free to give us a buzz and give us your feedback. So the first thing we're going to talk about is progress over outcome. Steve, can you elaborate on that, please? Yeah, you know, um, Raj, when people come to me, you know, they ask me, can you make me fit? Can you make me skinny? Can you make me a better athlete? Can you help my, my game improve, right? They have these lofty, attainable goals, and, uh, you know, many times I help them achieve it. Uh, however, I do my best to help them not focus so much on the outcome, and I help them to focus more on the progress. Now, really, what does that mean? You know, progress, you know, is a, like life is a journey, and it's, it's not a destination. We, we hear that, and it's cliche, and I believe cliches are there for a reason. You know, it's because sure. they're truisms. You know, I, I call them truisms. They're they're you know, something that has um, stood the test of time that, that means something valuable. And, you know, there's, I, I feel that, you know, if you focus on your progress, you're definitely going to be more set up for success in the end because you're not thinking about this end result and you're able to focus on the task at hand, whether it be daily or weekly or monthly, to be able to, you know, perform better, uh, whether it be on the field or elsewhere. Um, so I, I focus my attention with the athletes to get them to really focus on that progress. And that progress can be uh, working on their core stability and strength and balance. Believe it or not, Raj, and, and listeners out there, many of the best athletes I've ever worked with, uh, as high level as like Kobe Bryant to uh, Barry Zito, who I heard you mention earlier. Um, I said Lito. You know, these athletes... <laughs> Yeah, Barry, yeah, Barry Zito, not that. Lito. Barry that's, Zito. That's, that's Jared. That's confusing that's with Jared, Jared Lito. Lito. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. So, My bad. Um, so, you know, these athletes, believe it or not, as high level as they are, as strong, as coordinated as they are, they lack core stability, balance, and intramuscular coordination. Now, let, let, me, let me define that word, intramuscular coordination. You know, these people have a lot of external, like, coordination. You see them move gracefully through the, you know, on the court or on the field, but their intramuscular coordination, that's on the internal uh, systems, the nervous system, the muscular system, the skeletal system, and how they all connect and, and rewire together. And I help them to focus on those, those little details, those little progressions there within, you know, the training model to help them out, make an outcome that's going to be extraordinary. I'm not going to make a Barry Zito a better pitcher to help him, you know, change the way he's pitching. That's, that's not what I do. What I help him do is to fine-tune, tweak, and I call it uh, tweakology, the little things and focus on the progress 
rather than the perfection and or the and, and or focusing on the outcome. And so you're letting every the pitching coach time, make him a better pitcher. You're making a better physical specimen, essentially. Right? Absolutely, F- physically from the inside out. And when the athlete or the person does this, I guarantee. And Raj, I am not a betting man. I guarantee that that person, those people that do that, focus on the progress rather than the outcome or the perfection, will succeed and have a higher output in anything that they do, whether it's losing weight, getting fit, or becoming a better athlete. Yeah, and I look at, you know, so I'm a big fan of Deepak Chopra, right? And he always talks about living in the past. Is, is is not the right thing because your past successes or your past failures mean nothing in the present. They really don't. You learn from them. Living in the future, you know, trying just always looking forward, you're you're ignoring the present. And I think the same thing. What what you're getting at is, from a perspective of planning, for in, in this case we're talking about the upcoming lacrosse season. Live in the present. Win one battle at a time. When I look at the kids that I train one on one. The way we've been doing the one-on-one training, they, you know, they all want to be Paul Rabel, right? They all want to be Rob Pinnell. Uh, but, but when I get them out there, you know, I can't be doing these higher-end drills right off the get-go because we got to be cast, patching, or catching and passing first, proficiently ready and lefty before we can go on to doing some cool give-and-go drills and pick-and-rolls and all the neat things they need to know to learn their lacrosse awareness build their lacrosse IQ and be able to physically do these things. You got to walk before you run. And so what these, what, what, where at first the kids are a little bit disappointed that I'm saying, listen, we got to, we got to knock this down a few pegs. We got to do these basic things that we can build on by lesson two, three, four. Suddenly the kid is just amazed by where he's come from, from lesson one, because we've just built a little by little each lesson and have that progression that you're talking about, you know, so, so, you know, you're talking about, of course, you're coming from the perspective of core stability and, and all the nervous system things that you do your profession. Of course, I'm more the pitching coach, right? I'm implementing skill. Um, all of it is exceedingly important, but I think you make a very good point. Don't focus so much on the outcome. Focus on your progress each time and be happy with that and let that be your motivation. So true. So true. Yep. I agree. Uh, my dad uh, put it very bluntly and, and uh, I guess crass growing up. He said, if you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you shit all over the present. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like your dad. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and he had some good sayings and, and you know, a lot, a lot of wisdom from, from uh, good old Bob Jordan. Um, so, so let's talk about Steve, uh, our second point here, cause the, the time flies here and <laughs> we got to try to move along here, develop pre-competition routines. Let's talk about that. You know, Raj, this is one of my favorite ones to help coach my athletes. And the reason why is because I'm giving them the autonomy, the, the, the opportunity to create whatever it is that they want. I'm going to help maybe steer them in the direction but I'm giving them the guidance to set any kind of routine. Now, every athlete that I've ever trained always has a pre-game, pre-practice routine, whether it's putting on the right sock before the left one or it's wearing 
you know, a wristband on the right on the right arm, or it's you know wearing a certain color T-shirt underneath their jersey. Whatever it is, yeah. many athletes or people who are successful have pre-competition routines. Mine, personally, when I was growing up and playing lacrosse and you know football, it was to drive around the town of Clark in my white escort, listening to Guns N' Roses or Metallica, and I'd have that blaring and I'd the windows down, whether it was. 12 degrees out, and, you know, Clark was only about a three-mile uh, lap around the whole town, and I would go from my house around the town right into the high school parking lot, and that was my little routine. And, you know, yeah. I had many others, but that's one that stands out for me. Every time I go back, I always think about that. So I, got I, I believe that developing a pre-competition routine helps yeah. you get into a state. It helps you get into a, a focus and helps to create – and intention, it, it brings you into the state of, of, of competition. Sure. I, I got a good one for you. If you remember, when we were on our away bus, this was a, in, you know, back to college lacrosse, well, our defensive captain, uh, Brian Paris, talked about him a little bit last episode. Brian Paris, he would say, as we were getting within like a mile of our destination, he'd put on his helmet and he would say, Lock and load, boys! And that was yeah, I remember that was awesome. Lock and load, boys. Lock and load. You know that came from Platoon, of course, the movie Platoon. But it was all that was our routine. And 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 it, 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 as soon as he said that, suddenly we all got serious. You know, you're goofing off, you're having a good time on the bus. But he would say, "Lock and load," and we would lock and load, and we would come out of the bus fully geared up and ready to do battle. You know, and that was that's one of the great memories I have. Um, and, and so yeah, that's that's a very good point. Now. Hopefully we don't develop a routine like the great Bill Russell, basketball player. He used to vomit before every game. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Yeah, de- no, but definitely not. come up with something that's going to put you in the mindset of success, get you psyched up. Let's go to point number three, Steve. Choose your friends wisely. Let's elaborate. Yeah, on you know this. This is this is also another uh, another one that I find people like have an aha moment when I tell them this one or or help to encourage them to think about this one. And what I mean by choose your friends wisely, we are the result of the five people we surround ourselves with and the books that they, that we read. Now, when we play the game of lacrosse, Raj, we were always with our teammates. Our, that's, I believe our reason for success, you know, my junior year, your senior year, because we were, we weren't the best, necessarily the best team out there, but we had, we were, we had the, the best connections, you know, and it was because we all hung out together. We all connected together. And we, you know, we, and I believe that's why teams, professional teams travel together. They live in the same neighborhoods. They, you know, go to the same restaurants. They have, you know, team nights where they're going out to dinner and doing things. You know, when you hang around with a certain group of individuals, whether it be the game of lacrosse or any other sport, or whether it's just in life in general, the game of life, you choose your people you're surrounding yourself with to be successful. And that is going to be a key element. You don't want to bring, you don't want to be in somebody's uh, surrounding who's going to bring you down or who's not going to be supportive or who's not going to help to keep you encouraged or stay highly motivated because life out there, man, let me tell you, it is, it's a, it's a jungle out there. And if you're not on point, you can be taken down really quickly, whether it's in a mindset or elsewhere. So choose your friends wisely. To, uh, to elaborate on your point a little bit, if, in hindsight, realistically, do you remember when, when, we, when the preseason rankings came out, state of New Jersey, our, that year that we had that, that sort of magical run, we weren't ranked. 
We did not make the top 25, which, you know, no. we were not in the top 25. We had to, we had to go out and prove ourselves because talent-wise, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't stack up. And that's the God honest truth. And we can say that very honestly that we had, you know, a few standout players, but we had a lot of holes in our talent. And it was that cohesiveness that I think made us successful. And and you know, one of the great victories we had we, the time we beat Bridgewater. They were ranked third in the state. They were undefeated. We beat them in overtime, and that was, you know, such a great moment. And that's really what put us on the map and put us in the top ten, and eventually got us to the state tournament. But that year, we talked about this a little bit last night, actually, when we were preparing for the show. Was that the the, the uh, when we had Saturday morning games, we would always go as a team to Sizzler. We got a great big table. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if they're. I don't know if the Sizzler's regional. I know they don't exist anymore anywhere. But just to tell everyone what Sizzler was, it's this big buffet, and you could just eat yourself sick. And at 17 years old, to so eat, eat yourself sick for like seven bucks was awesome. All right, we go to Sizzler Friday night as our routine, and we would carb load and eat until we were ready to explode, and that was just what we did. And it was we always looked forward to Sizzler night. You know, remember that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you could take that and, and combine those are two, you know, number two and number three, pre-competition routine. Yeah. And oh, there you go. friends wildly. So, yeah. you know, you're killing two birds with one stone there. Sure. Absolutely. Let's talk about the next point. Use imagery to pre-think skills, tactics, and strategy. Practice like you play. Why don't you expand on that for me, Steve? Raj, back uh, when I was a freshman, I wrestled, and uh, my wrestling coach at the time, Coach McSurley, God rest his soul, was uh, one, of my, one of the great influences in my life because of imagery. He had all of us sit in an in Indian style with our eyes closed playing Whitney Houston's One Moment in Time. And if you ever heard that song, it's a pretty sappy song for, you know, 30 guys in singlets sitting around in a, <laughs> on a wrestling mat, you know, listen to yeah. Whitney Houston was kind of, was a little, was a little comical if you, if you, if you looked at it, but right. what he taught us to do in that was to listen to the words and to think about sitting on the podium or standing on the podium, receiving, you know, your state champion medal and use that imagery, like creating a story and, and imagining yourself getting there through the practices, through each, uh, through each match, and then all the way to the end. And what that did for me, you know, I guess I was 15 years old, it helped me to create that, that connection, that imagery is one of the most important tools for the, success, for the success of athletes and individuals alike in any area of your life. I believe, and I know with true to my heart because I, you know, through my own successes and failures as well, you can't see a target, you can't hit it, right? If you tried to blindfold yourself and put a target up there and you tried to hit it with a dart or anything else, there's very likely you're going to be able to see it. You're going to hit it. That's a great point. Wonderful analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see it. So imagery allows you to see yourself achieving that success. So you can, do it on a day-to-day basis, whether it's practice, like see yourself practice. See yourself how you're going to play before you, you know, put on your gear or while you're putting on your gear or on the way to the field. Like what's, what are you going to do in that practice today? If you're going to play a game and, you know, you know your opponent, like how are you going to 
be better this time than the last time you played this opponent or, or so on and so forth. And maybe, you know, use some like visualizations on how you're going to dodge and, and weave or how you're going to you know, pick and roll and whatever it is that you do, imagine yourself doing it and visualize it. Take five minutes, use a song. I think that's probably one of the most powerful things for me and what Coach McSurley taught us was using that song helped to anchor that imagery. And it, mm-hmm. every day I still have that song on my playlist and will probably for the day I die. That song will get me back into a state like that, like a snap of a finger. As soon as yeah. I hear that song, I get my hair stands up on end, I get into a state, and I can visualize myself being the master of my universe, succeeding, being on mm-hmm. top of the world no matter where it is at, at that point. But so that right there is huge. Pick a song that's motivational and inspirational to you. It doesn't have to be Whitney Houston one moment in time, but you know, choose one that, that works for you. I give you a lot of credit for admitting on the air to probably hundreds, maybe thousands of people that that's the song you choose. A lot of kuyan to do yeah, that. Well, <laughs> but yeah, hey, listen, well, I'm, not, no. I'm not picking on you. Whatever works for the individual person. Um, I, you know, it reminds me of a really funny story. I was, um, when I played at Montclair State, there was a lacrosse house, you know, that, that a bunch of the players lived in. I didn't. I chose not to live in there. I needed to get some work done. I was a biochemistry major, but uh, we. <laughs> they said they they sent me to the CD room. They're like, "Hey, Raj, can you can the can you put a new CD on?" And I mean, this lacrosse house was so hooked up, and and they they had walls and walls of like CD stacks and. I see air supply <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I love air supply. So I pop in air supply and, and the song cause you're every woman in the world to me. Anyway. So that, that song comes on. They're like, Roger, you, you know, you pansy, what are you doing? Why, why, why would you put on air supply? I will tell you within like a minute into the song, suddenly everyone's quiet. Next thing you know, you have 15 tough guy lacrosse players standing up all singing in sync, cause you're every woman in the world to me. It was freaking <laughs> hilarious and one of the one of the great great memories. And the and the and the funny thing was it became this sort of like tradition that we would actually play this song on the buses to get all hyped up and you know that was our camaraderie. It was, it was it, it, just from that stupid little incident, you know. And, and when I hear that song to this day, I think of getting ready for games and listening to Air Supply. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, you yeah, know, I believe you, you got Whitney Houston, I got air supply. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe, again, going back to the music, I believe music is one of the strongest anchors that we can use to help bring yeah. us back to a state. It sure. elicits a memory, right? And so um, that, that I think it's really powerful. So whether you're listening to Air Supply or Whitney Houston, it's powerful, guys. <laughs> We're so tough, aren't we? Um, well, but the, the song we ran out to always for our home games at Montclair State was, do uh, you remember White Zombie 1960? Really, oh, yeah, like, yeah, hard, sure. hard, you know, hard guitar. When I hear that to this day, I get chills. But I, I actually feel chills. It's on my workout list because as soon as that song comes on, I suddenly feel like I'm charging out with the Red Hawks again, ready to take on SUNY Binghamton, you know? So that's a really good point. I, I, I'm so glad you brought that up. So lastly, we got about seven minutes here. Let's talk about setting goals, Steve. You know, you you got to set goals. I think everybody knows that, and uh, we just don't do it, right? Because it's it's kind of, uh, you know, in my experience, it's one of those things we, we probably, 
we don't want to do it because I think there's a fear when we set a goal and the fear underlying fear is that we don't, we don't want to fail um, bottom line. And if you don't set a goal, you're not going to fail because it's never really tangible. But if you set goals, you're going to succeed the majority of the time. And it's again, going back to you know, using imagery, you know, seeing yourself achieving it. I say to my clients, it's not a goal unless it's written down. Because if it's not written down, you can negotiate the heck out of it in your head. You know, well, you know, because of this, you know, I wasn't able yeah. to do that. Because of this circumstance, I wasn't able to do that. So you can negotiate the hell out of it when it's not written down. But when it's written down, there's no yeah. negotiating it. It's, it's, it's there. And you've got you to gotta do it. It's, there's, a, there's an acronym for the kind of goals that I like to help, you know, my clients and athletes write, uh, set. And it's SMART goals. It's an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Times. Now, if you break each one of those words down, it's pretty self-explanatory. Specific, right? So I go into a game. I want to score three goals. I want a hat trick this game, right? So that's a specific goal. A measurable goal. Setting that goal right there. Three goals in a game is measurable. At the end of the game, you can measure whether you did or you didn't do it. Then right. attainable, if I am not really a good scorer, if I'm not somebody who scores, or if I have, like, let's say, one goal a game on average, maybe three goals is not really attainable. It might be setting the bar a little bit too high. And I deal with that all the time. People are lofty, you know, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. We want to we sit on top of the stars. However, if you do that, you end up typically setting yourself up for failure and you're going to be discouraged. So set attainable goals. One, you can always go up. Going down is harder than going up. Okay? And then realistic, you know, be realistic. Make sure that, again, same thing about attainable, make sure it's realistic. Don't set a goal that's lofty and too big for you to achieve. You can always progress. And then times. How long is it going to take you? You know, is it, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to run a, a faster 40, you know, by, you know, next week. Well, that's not necessarily realistic. But if you say, I'm going to run a faster 40 in the next month during my, you know, because I'm going to train to get to do that, then that's a little bit more realistic and, and it's timed. So smart goals are just as important as the other ones. All right, so let's review everything today. We, this is what we discussed, and you know, we want to focus on progress versus the outcome. Live in the present, basically, and take your victories one at a time as you get better. Number two, develop pre-competition routines. Whatever the routine works for you, make it repeatable. Make it something that you can use over and over again to start getting you in the mindset. Choose your friends wisely. Be around people that compliment you. Don't steer you away from your goals. Ideally, your teammates, like Steve and I talked about, we we were all inseparable, absolutely inseparable. And that's that's why that that season to me was one of the most special of my life. And that that I think of that season even in many ways more than I think about my college career, which which was great. But God, that season was so so special to me because I think the bond I had with you guys was stronger than the bond I had with my college guys. Um, but you know, number four, use imagery to pre-think skills, tactics, tactics, and strategy. And you talked about perhaps using music for you it was Whitney Houston. For me, it was Air Supply. <laughs> and then lastly, 
we want to set goals. And can, Steve, can you remove? Can you uh, repeat the SMART analogy just real quick? Because we only yeah, have two smart, minutes. Yeah, SMART. SMART goals: specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and times. Love it. So that's going to be our show for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to uh, kind of set the set the expectation for the next episode. We're going to talk about the multi-sport athlete. One of the things that we're seeing a trend of these days, it is at the youth level especially. You know, you can you can sort of understand it as the kids get older and are becoming more college-minded. But at the youth level, we're seeing these kids getting pushed into just picking one sport and doing the same sport. And Steve and I are going to break that down and discuss why that's a bad idea. So while we love lacrosse, we're all about lacrosse, we really are going to advocate for your child, or if you are a player, to play other sports in addition to lacrosse. And we'll break down all the reasons for that. Uh, Interestingly enough, U.S. lacrosse, the magazine, and U.S. Lacrosse is our governing body. They set the standards for the sport in this country. They're our national charter. They actually did a big four-page page spread on the case for the multi-sport athletes. So that's going to be the next thing we talk about. Anything you want to close with, Steve? No, I just want to give everybody uh, actually my email address. I know that you know people might have questions about certain things that we discussed today. Uh, you right. can reach me at steve at stevejordan.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at trainer to the stars and uh or trainer two stars and uh you know if there's anything that i can help you with uh, if you have questions and you need some uh, guidance through any of the topics that we discuss here please don't hesitate to reach out that's fantastic thank you very much for offering that very gracious of you everyone have a great night steve great to talk to you my man always have a good one talk to you next time With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.